Man, I'm ashamed that I didn't think of this sooner. Well, joining me now, Paul Sperry, New York Post columnist, author of The Great American Bank Robbery, and he is writing on what is the resistance, the shadow government being formed by Barack Obama. Yeah, that's from 2017. I am utterly ashamed of myself that I didn't think of this sooner. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And it is times such as these that uh, news can get so busy that you, man, I would think that as much time as I spend in prep, I can't believe I missed this. I've been looking at the, uh, the abusive marriage that the Democrats have created with their portion of the party. And one of the things I want to do in this episode is I want to answer back a little bit um, to people who are upset with me for contending there's no such thing as the party. There are people and they're not, you know, there's people in radio who have all sorts of fears about podcasting And it is scary. I mean, you give up a paycheck, you give up a a transmitter, you give up a support system. It's scary. It is. Uh, And and a lot of people have never done startup stuff. And uh, (laughs) for good or bad or otherwise, I'm kind of used to the startup stuff. So one of the things I want to accomplish is, is to go through and prove the party is real. And I know it's sort of related to the deep state that, oh, there's no such thing as the deep state. So let's start with deep state. And I am just ashamed that I hadn't thought of this. I was listening to Randy Weingarten. She is the uh, the boss of the so-called teachers unions, which look, the teachers unions, I guess they represent woke teachers or leftist teachers. What they are, they're a party apparatchik device. They infiltrate schools. They take them over. They are openly, openly separating kids from families. They are openly hostile to anything related to the word of God. They are openly hostile to any any form of um, heteronormative behavior. They are openly hostile to biological fact. They are openly hostile to any form of skepticism. They are openly hostile to parents. Utterly hostile. There's, <laughs> there's an article in the Seattle Times, and this is just so Times. Seattle Times used to be a newspaper. It is a complete participant in political activity now. It is utterly disgraced. The three great writers I know who still work there are still great writers. I'm sure they're just trying to get their retirement and just get out. This is the way the the Seattle Times pushes this. GOP pushes U.S. schools to post all class materials online. 
Republican state lawmakers across the U.S. are trying to require schools to post all course materials online so parents can review them. Part of a broader national push by the GOP for sweeping parents' bill of rights ahead of the midterm congressional elections. At least one proposal would give parents with no expertise power over curriculum choices. Parents could also file complaints about certain lessons, and in some cases, they could sue the schools. I'm Grim Milestone. Parents with no expertise would be given some control over the curriculum. This is how I stated it on Jack Dorsey's hate machine, because it's a it's another way to state it. And it's even more accurate and it doesn't require all of the grandstanding. Here's what I wrote. The people forced to pay for the curriculum want to see the curricula racism. The people who are forced to pay for these curricula want to look at them. The parents whose kids are going to be taught this curricula would like to review them. Parents have expertise in being parents. Parents are experts in their kids. Parents are experts in their morals. Parents are experts in their principles. Parents are experts, you would hope, in their faith. This is open hostility. And I'm just ashamed that I didn't think of this. What's the argument against taking off masks in schools? Woman, and this... Well, joining me now, Paul Sperry, New York Post columnist, author of The Great American Bank Robbery, and he is writing on what is the resistance, the shadow government being formed by Barack Obama. 2017. Of course, Barack Obama is behind a whole bunch of this. Let's look... First of all, at what Randy Weingarten says here, and as I go through the party, remember this. Remember the the linchpin thing for Barack Obama. It wasn't immigration, and he ran on a, we're going to legalize all the illegal immigrants. That wasn't it. It wasn't gun control. That wasn't it. The first thing Barack Obama spent any political capital on was seizing control of your health care. And Mitch McConnell, and at the time, John Boehner, stood by, and in fact, they didn't stand by. They ordered the RNC to, to stand aside. Do not fight Obamacare. Let Obamacare pass. I was in the room with the RNC leadership team when one of our staff members, senior staff member, spoke back to Michael Steele and said, Mr. Chairman, John Boehner and Mitch McConnell are very clear on this. We are not to fight this. They want us to let it pass. The party. What was Obamacare? It was controlling you through health care. How, how so? Well, it stole the property of surgeons and forced them to join a hospital union. It allowed the government to decide which health care you would have to pay for. It forced all of us to pay in our plans in case you decided to have your penis and testicles cut off or actually your penis split down the middle, uh, your testicles cast aside, your scrotum made into a fake vulva and then everything shoved inside you with a long slash up the middle of your legs so that you could pretend to have a vagina and vulva. No, I mean, you might decide that, that and that's insurance. That was in the coverage. It was in the coverage that everybody was going to pay a buck for abortion. Why? Because the party has to have everybody underwriting their evil. What else did it do? 
well, you know, we're going to need you to follow the new rules if you're going to get health care. It gave them the linchpin control method. It's too obvious to control people's food sources, so they wanted to control people's health. What do we see now? So-called health being at the forefront of controlling human beings. Who's pushing it? The same people who purchased Obamacare, pharma. Let's go through the party again. The party is big pharma, media, tech, academia, and the deep state. That's the party. Who pushed the injection diktats? Big pharma, tech, academia, media, the deep state pushed this garbage. You don't think that the CIA knew that this stuff came out of Wuhan? Of course they did. So let's go through some examples of this and the deep state. Why am I mentioning Barack Obama and the deep state? Because of this dynamic that occurred, and we talked about this on the radio show, where Barack Obama spent money to teach people how to not undertake their jobs, to not do what President Trump told them to do, even though President Trump was legitimately their boss. Well, joining me now, Paul Sperry, New York Post columnist, author of The Great American Bank Robbery, and he is writing on what is the resistance, the shadow government being formed by Barack Obama. And first, Paul, uh, thank you very much, and uh, my congratulations on uh, outstanding reporting. I, I, I wonder you. to what degree uh, the national liberal media will even pay an ounce of attention. Will they have the courage, the principle, to report on the things that you and I are talking about here tonight? Well, of course not. I mean, you've got an Obama-friendly media, and they're, they're going to try and cover this up and keep it on the, the QT as long as they can so that Obama can get this, like I was calling it in the column, a, a shadow government, build this up. Uh, I, I don't think Republicans know what they're up against here. He's quietly building this shadow opposition government to sabotage Trump and Republicans as well in their policies while at the same time saving his his own legacy. And he's doing all this through a radical Alinsky group that he founded called Organizing for Action, OFA. And they've got an army of agitators and they are gonna, uh, they're fanning out, they're going to hit Republicans even harder next week when they go home for recess back to their home. 2017, does anyone think this group dried up and, and blew away? Resistance. Now they've got their they've got their figurehead, Joe Biden, who is universal not universal, but he's almost universally despised as a so-called president. He is as far underwater as anybody can be with approval rating. Even on a personality basis, people no longer like him. And for some reason, people liked him. They don't think he's doing a good job on anything. But he continues to be the figurehead. Look at the players. Listen to Randy Weingarten and think about Obamacare. Think about Obama's goals. Obama's goals was little sycophants, little little kids doing what he was told. He was the guy who had people singing songs about him. Obama, Obama. He was the guy. He was the first demagogue I've ever seen. Demagogue I've ever seen as a Republican, as a as a as a president of the United States. Uh, This is the time that the the oceans, uh, ocean tides begin to recede and and, 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 and our our climate will begin to begin to heal. We are the people uh, we 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 we've been waiting for. I am ashamed I didn't think of this or notice this. Think of the party. 
Big Pharma paid for Obamacare. They bought it. Tech sits in the background because they knew that healthcare was going to become tech. In fact, they were into this. The databases, the the government databases to, to store all the medical information, the stupid iPads that your doctor looks at instead of you. All that mineable data. The media, remember the how many town halls did they run with Obama unopposed explaining the great heaven that awaited under Obamacare? The media, academia, the, the, the boss who invented Obamacare, now I can't remember his name, and, and laughed, Johnny Gruber, Jonathan Gruber. Johnny Gruber laughed about people believing they could keep their plan. Do you remember that? He was giggling. Of course, we knew they couldn't keep their plan. That's a plan like this won't work if people can keep their own plan. We only said this to fool the stupid rubes. That's academia. Uh, the deep state is not in there. If you think of the deep state only as the FBI or the CIA or the DOJ, But the deep state extends. It's not just that. It's the CDC. It's the FDA. It's the National Institute of Health. Does anyone think that Joe Biden can make a decision without Tony Fauci telling him to? Do do we all understand that Fauci is one of the guys who runs Joe Biden? We all get that, right? Look again at Obamacare. Look again at the goals of Obamacare. And look at what we have now in this medical tyranny. Obamacare got slowed down. The, the, the linchpin of Obamacare was, well, if you want access to your Obamacare, we're going to need you to get your head right on some things. We can't have people going around working when they're saying things that we don't like. And you'd think this wouldn't arrive in America. And we're here at this point in America. If you cause people to question the government, according to the people who run Joe Biden at the Department of Homeland Security, you are a domestic terrorist. If you cause people to be skeptical about the government, particularly related to COVID-19, you're a domestic terror threat. Do you remember? Do you remember during Obamacare, they launched the fishy thing? You were, that was the, the hashtag fishy. You were to turn your friends and family in to the Democrat Party, to Barack Obama, if they were saying things that were not true about Obamacare. Look where we're at. It's an extension of Barack Obama. This is what he would have done in his third term. And this is what is his third term. It was always about building a way to control you, to utterly control you. That's what Obamacare would have done. Everyone was forced to get into it. The biggest lie before COVID was, if you like your plan, you can keep it. And the man said it about 172 times. Lying every time he said it. So the deep state in in the party, please think beyond the deep state because the deep state people tend to think about, okay, it's just the intelligence agencies. That's the deep state. That's why I've expanded it to the party because it's far more realistic. Tech is part of this media is part of this academia is part of this adjuncts to the government. And certainly, and I include these guys sort of under the academia uh, umbrella is the teachers union. This is Randy Weingarten. She is the boss of the school unions, big ed, And she's talking about what she thinks has to happen before she will stand with no mass diktats in the schools. 
When she'll take the face diapers off, she explains this here. And of course, of course, of course, you know where she's at. She's on MSNBC talking. What's the argument against taking off masks in schools? Well, the argument is that you have. Well, let me just say this. I am in favor of an off ramp on masks. Right. The real issue becomes are is the is is the spread low enough so that there's no dissemination or transmission in schools? <laughs> We eradicated a respiratory virus. And by the way, I shouldn't have cut it off because she goes on to say, incidentally, we're not talking about uh, teachers giving it to kids. Uh, teachers, they can't give it to kids. It's, it's kids to kids. And and she knows she's lying. She catches herself. I'm in favor of an off-ramp. What, have, what, what is the extension here? What was the goal of Obamacare? It was to put the government in charge of your bodies. Who are we? We are our souls and our minds and our bodies. And until God decides to call us home, all three are in the same, what the, what the transhumanists would call container. We're in the same container with our soul and our bodies and our minds. And our bodies are our minds. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're connected inexorably. What the tyrants want. Tyrants want to control you. How do you do that? Ultimately, you control someone's bodies. Before you control their bodies, you control their movements. I just, I am stunned that I didn't figure this out. The third term of Barack Obama. Okay, I've heard that. Rush talked about it. God rest Rush. Of course, Rush was right. But see, I've got a lot of people saying, now, look, please stop calling it the party. You have got to get on the team. You have got to tell people it's not just that, that look, we need to, we need to get behind Republicans and, and, and people are so well-meaning on this. There's a guy who's listened to my show for a number of years. His name is John. And on Twitter, I am furious, utterly. I am, I am, <laughs> I'm embarrassed and furious at the so-called Washington state Republican party, which incidentally doesn't exist. There is no Washington state Republican party. There's Republican women group. And by the way, you know what? Republican women are almost always the best. I'm speaking to uh, another group of Republican women in Idaho coming up March 18th. I wish I'd get a website so I could tell you because I'd love to meet you guys there. And and so there's some good groups, but the the leadership, the, the, the boss of the Republican Party in Washington State is inert. They put out a tweet this, this week in 700 days into Jay Inslee having dictatorial powers. They put out a tweet announcing that the Republican leadership is fighting back against the mass diktats. 700 days of silence. And now they're fighting back. And this guy, he's been listening to the show for a long time. I mean, I consider him a friend. I've, I've never met him, but I consider him a friend. John wrote in response to what they did. I'll tell you what they did in a second here with the Republicans to fight back. Oh, and it's brutal. I, I, I said <laughs> this tweet from the limp and lifeless Washington GOP is the most offensive I've seen in two years. For 700 days, they hid under a couch cushion while the dictator of their former state destroyed lives. Now school kids are finally refusing to wear masks and the impotent GP is fighting back. Puke, I wrote. John wrote, it's frustrating, but what can they realistically do that wasn't tried if they don't have the numbers? I answered that. 
I'll tell you my answer. Then I'll tell you what these guys did as I talk about the party. Okay. Randy Weingarten and the teachers union are part of the academia circle of the party. The party is big pharma, tech, media, academia, deep state orgs. Okay. I will continue to prove the point that it is the party. It's not R or D or R versus D. It's the American people versus the party. Continue to make that point. We have a big announcement coming up. A new sponsor to the program. In fact, two new sponsors. Uh, And this is so related to you guys. And I'm going to tell you in about 10 minutes, a great piece of news we got on in terms of listenership to this podcast because of you guys. Thank you for that. We'll get to that. And then my friend, Dave, the digital Dave, the digital is thrilled with the people he's met. He just, he sent me a note this weekend. Um, Dave runs Greenhaven interactive and he's an expert at search engine optimization. What that means is if Google is not giving your company the proper respect, so, and you know that it's not, an, it's, it's not guessing you go search for your company or the, the name of your company or search for within your industry, such as car repair near me or, or um, a home repair and improvement near me and see if your company pops up on the first page. If not, you're not getting the respect you deserve. Dave and his team at Greenhaven Interactive can correct that for you using search engine optimization. Okay, you pay Greenhaven Interactive to fix that. You don't pay Google. Dave has been so enjoying working with business owners in this audience. So if you're a small to medium-sized business and you need this corrected, get in touch with Dave, the digital at greenhaveninteractive.com. He'll spend some time with you. His team can do a report for you, tell you what's missing and how they'll go about correcting that for you. And it's just this, this insane comparison of Dave, who could go work at any of the big tech companies. He, he doesn't because he likes running his own shop. He's a Christian and he's a conservative. So, I mean, uh, can you imagine trying to exist that way as talented as Dave is within that tech sphere? So it's greenhaveninteractive.com. So th- this, my point about all this in, in the terms of the party is the, the party in Washington State's a great example. You have the, the most brutal dictator in the country, Jay Inslee, who is not just the most brutal, he's the least intelligent. He's the guy still carrying out the injection diktats. He wants to force school kids to get injected, even though Pfizer itself, good member of the party, has walked back their demand that kids starting at six months get shot up with this mRNA garbage. The Republicans, they know, I have proof, I've given it to them, that Jay Inslee lies about the number of COVID deaths. He lies about the number of COVID cases. I have given them proof they have never used it once. They refuse. They won't use it. 700 days into this, you know what they did? They wrote a letter. They wrote a letter. That's it. They wrote a letter. That's like getting beaten as a woman getting beaten for 700 days and leaving a note on the kitchen counter. Please stop beating me. A letter. They will not attack Big Pharma. They will not mention these injections are useless and deadly and dangerous to far too many people. They will not mention the fact And it's a fact 
Hey, Jay Inslee, sue me. I don't have a big company backing me anymore. Sue me. I am stating a fact, not my opinion. Your Washington State Department of Health has no idea how many people died from COVID-19. None. None. No idea. They have no idea how many people ever had COVID. Not, not any idea. What those things I just said are facts. They're not opinion. So I am not now protected through the First Amendment with my opinion. I'm telling you facts. Sue me, Jay. I can prove everything I just said. The party. Incidentally, I wrote back to this guy and said, hey, here's the things that the Republicans could have done. They could have refused to wear masks from day one. They could have refused to let the party lock their members out of the buildings and voting. They could sue Jay Inslee as a person in every major city in Washington state for fraud, for lying about COVID deaths, which, by the way, you can sue him as an individual. Let the courts work that out. Sue the drug makers in every city for lying about informed consent, for lying about the stuff they're injecting with uh, people with. This isn't the stuff that was approved by the FDA. Tell their constituents to refuse the injection diktats. Stand up and say, we want you to refuse. Use the power of the office to investigate. Hey, as a state rep or a state senator, you have certain powers to write to the executive branch's organizations and say, I want this information. In other words, fight. But of course, that requires energy. That requires going up against big pharma. And one of the things you're going to note, there ain't nobody on the Republican side demanding Pfizer and Moderna CEOs are in to testify under oath. Not one of them. Let's go away from COVID. Let's get to this. Speaking of Barack Obama, this should be breathtaking. You want to talk deep state? Here's two examples. One involves the beating of an unconscious woman. And the other involves a woman rendered unconscious through some sort of health problem. I'm not trying to be funny. Hillary Clinton has mental problems. Fox News. Clinton campaign paid to infiltrate Trump Tower. White House servers to link Trump to Russia. Durham Tech executive, one, and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. You heard that correctly. According to John Durham's report, Lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House. The White House. They hacked the White House. In order to establish an inference and a narrative to bring to government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia, a filing from special counsel John Durham says... Durham filed the motion February 11th on potential conflicts of interest related to the representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who's been charged with making false statements to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty. The indictment against Sussman says he told the uh, then FBI general counsel James Baker in September 2016, less than two months before the presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communication channel between the Trump organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. 
Now, Durham is claiming they paid a hacker to infiltrate this and build the Clinton campaign for his work. The filing revealed that Sussman and the tech executive had met with and communicated with another law partner who was general counsel to the Clinton campaign. Sources told Fox News that lawyers Mark Elias, who worked at the law firm of Perkins Coie, whom I'm embarrassed to say used to be my lawyers before they became this monster who also brought in Fusion 360. Hillary Clinton's not going to prison for hacking the White House. How many people on Team Trump had their lives destroyed because Hillary Clinton hacked the White House? Where are the Republicans? Where is the single Republican save Donald Trump demanding Hillary Clinton once again come in and testify, this time under oath? The party is too big. They're too friendly with one another. Do you see Mitch McConnell breathing fire about this? They hacked the White House, according to John Durham. You hack a DMV somewhere to not pay a ticket, you're going to prison. My friends at um, at Bulwark Capital Management, they, I so appreciate having Zach on this program. I had dinner with some people this weekend, and Zach came up, and one of my friends said, you know, I've listened to his radio show for years. Zach does do a radio show in his own right. It's a very, very good one. It's called Know Your Risk Radio. You can get it at knowyourriskradio.com. And what my friend is telling me, he is for years admired Zach's consistency warning about inflation. What did we learn last week? Inflation was at what, 7%? It's at the highest it's been in four years <laughs> under Joe Biden's doing that, the, the figurehead. For six or seven years, Zach has been explaining the dynamic of inflation and what it can do to bonds. Now, why do bonds matter so much? Because so many people have made bonds the so-called safe portion of their portfolio. And what Zach has said, and I'm paraphrasing here, is look, when interest rates go up and, and you see this inflation, bonds get crushed. Therefore, the value of your portfolio can get crushed. So what do you need to do? You can replace those bonds. Okay, there's a bond replacement strategy Zach works upon. Now, this is very, very important if you're looking at early retirement. And there's a lot of people who are because big companies have become mobbed up. They're forcing the ejections on people. You've got the ESG score. There's just a lot of people saying, I've got to move out of the separate countries of Washington and California. I need to move up into the mountains. I need to be in exile. If you're in that position and you're looking at that early retirement, but you don't know if you can do it, Zach can tell you. Okay. He'll look at your company's plan. He'll look at your positions. He'll look at where you're at financially, your house, your needs, et cetera. He'll help you figure this out. And he will do that with a focus on risk management and bulwark capital. They are always focused on and emphasize risk management, which involves making money, obviously growing your wealth, but also making sure you do that with as little risk as possible. So simply call Zach and see if you could walk away from a company that's frankly walked away from you. Call 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So the deep state 
and just part of the party. That's one example. Hillary Clinton people apparently hacked the White House, according to John Durham. Now, here's another example. Let's talk again about Barack Obama. Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, it was to be Hillary's turn. He was going to get behind her because she would have guaranteed to carry out his third and in her eyes, fourth term. That got interrupted. They had to speed things up. What do we see with the injection diktats? It's the ultimate conclusion of where Obamacare would have led anyway. It's telling you what you're going to put in your body. It's the government telling you what to wear. It's the government telling you when you get to go into a business or not. It's the government telling businesses who to hire. It's firing people who are inconvenient, like our Navy SEALs. Nope, we don't want Christians. We want order takers. We don't want skeptical people. We don't want people who will say no to an illegal order. That's not who we want working for us. We want people who will do exactly what they're told when they're told to do it. Case in point. This is from the Epic Times. There was a woman who was apparently trapped in the tunnel on January 6th. So she couldn't get out. She was in a, you know, this cliche is a sea of humanity. She couldn't have gotten out of the tunnel if she wanted to. The Capitol Police, who were tossing IEDs into the crowd, had sprayed in an irritant, bear spray or or tear gas, something. There's a video of her passing out. She was passed out on the ground. And she was beaten. Her name was Rosanna, or probably Roseanne Boyland. So a cop beat her with a steel baton and a large wooden stick. A woman who was pinned under other people who was passed out and they beat her on video. Capitol Police, D.C. Metro Police Officer Lila Morris repeatedly struck her with a steel baton and what appeared to be a wooden walking stick. The Capitol Police, in their investigation and an autopsy, claimed that the woman died of an overdose of Adderall, which is a drug for people who um, are said to have ADD. Her family's a little bit skeptical of that, given the fact that she was being trampled, given the fact that she probably couldn't breathe because there were bodies on top of her, then given the fact that she was beaten with a steel baton. Well, get this. The Internal Affairs Bureau of the D.C. Capitol Police has investigated itself. It is determined that it is objectively reasonable to walk up to an unconscious woman and beat her with a steel baton. The deep state. The party. Where are the Republicans? I know Ted Cruz got himself in a world of trouble calling people like Roseanne Boyland a terrorist. Getting caught, Tucker Carlson nailed him. Cruz then did a very strong questioning of these officials. Ted, are you going to stand up now that a woman was beaten while she was unconscious? And that the D.C. police has looked into itself and said it's objectively reasonable to beat unconscious people. This is the same D.C. police bureau who shot a woman 
who was trying to stop the vandalism. (laughs) Who was trying to get the cops to get back up. They shot her. Where are the people standing up for that? It's not Republican and Democrats. It's the party. The media is not beyond beyond Epic Times. They're not reporting this. Beyond the Epic Times and Fox News, they're not reporting the fact that Ashley Babbitt wasn't attacking anything. Ashley Babbitt put her body between the Capitol and vandals. She attempted to use her body to stop the vandalism of a government building. Michael Byrd, the cop who killed her, said he acted bravely. Which Republican disagreed? Oh, it's a political hot potato. No, it works like this. Anyone who broke into the Capitol committed a crime. It's illegal. It's breaking and entering. They should be charged with that. If they created, if they committed vandalism, they should be charged with that. If they assaulted a police officer, they should be charged with that. If they didn't do any of those things. If they simply walked through a door that to all other appearances was open and stayed inside the velvet ropes and followed people up the stairs and tried to stop the vandalism, then those weren't lawbreakers. Those were heroes. Ashley Babbitt was acting in a heroic way. What was Roseanne Boylan doing? She was dying. She was dying. They won't stand up. They can't. Loyalty to the party. (laughs) There's more. And I'm getting told by people, you got to stop saying the party. You got to get back on to Republican versus Democrat. You've got to start playing the game. It's R versus D. The Justice Department helped retain a reduced sentence for an arsonist who killed a father of five during the Minneapolis George Floyd riots. This is from the Free Beacon. At least the Republicans are doing something about this. At least they're willing to take this on. Representative Chip Roy from Texas sent a letter to the department uh, Wednesday demanding answers about a memo in which Minnesota's federal prosecutors pushed a judge to have the recommended sentence for the arsonist. A 26-year-old Montez Terrell Lee. Federal sentencing guidelines suggested Lee served 20 years in prison, but prosecutors said 12 would suffice because Lee's actions reflect a legitimate frustration with the criminal justice system. Does everybody copy that? An arsonist responsible for killing people killed a father of five during the Minneapolis Floyd riots and the Department of Justice wants his sentence reduced because he had a legitimate grievance. And as you know, well, no one on January 6th had a legitimate grievance. No one. There was nothing questionable about that election. Nothing. It was the safest, most secure election in history. And don't you say otherwise. All right, here's the news. Oh, thank you so much for this. 
Yeah, I, I, you know what? I realize I haven't had God's word present today, aside from the opening of the show. There's a lot to say about the Lord and what he's allowing to be done. Biggest thing is this. God is so good to put us together. It means, it means, I don't want to say it means the world to me. No one knows what that means. It helps me continue to do what we're doing when I get notes from you, talking about the show, leading people back to church, drawing people to the Lord, that the Lord is using someone as utterly broken as myself to accomplish that is just to his glory. And that you guys have shared the show to such a capacity that we entered in the top 200 podcasts in the entire Apple universe. Now, it's not the top 50. We'll get there. If that's God's will. If God wills it, it will happen. But this includes all 20 podcasts for NPR, all the podcasts at Fox, Every show has a podcast, all the radio shows. We started this thing in in the late, late November of last year, and we're in the top 200. I just, I can't thank you enough for this. And if you want us to see us in the top 200, just keep doing what you're doing. Take an episode like this and share it with friends. If you know friends to whom this particular episode will resonate, share this with one. Share this with them. Because we probably agree about other things. So let's get back to the thesis here, Barack Obama. Let's get back to the thesis that Barack Obama and his extension is what we're looking at. Let's get back to that and understand that Barack Obama is the guy who helped create the party. Because remember this, when Obamacare was created, they used a database to track where people signed up for Obamacare, what people signed up for. And then they gave that to community organizers. They gave that to the unions. And they pretended it was for unions to do community outreach to make sure people were signing up for Obamacare. It took a database you were forced to be into. And it let leftist organizers access that database for voter turnout. Organizations like Planned Parenthood got to access that database. That is so wildly illegal. Hippolyte's my left toe. Let's extend this with Barack Obama. There is a woman named, well, I don't want to say her name. Uh, I guess I have to because it's key to the story. There's a woman who's a former apparatchik for the left, for the Barack Obama types. Her name is Juliet Cam. And she said the most phenomenal thing over the weekend that is an extension of the party's views on what's going on in Canada. She was the former assistant secretary of Homeland Security for intergovernmental affairs. (laughs) This woman, assistant secretary of uh, for intergovernmental affairs, Homeland Security for intergovernmental affairs. (laughs) And she recently expressed the following about the truck driver. Oh, by the way, she's also a CNN analyst now. She's a CNN analyst and, and worked within the Barack Obama sphere. Here's what she said. 
The convoy protest, applauded by right-wing media as a freedom protest, is an economic and security issue now. The Ambassador Bridge link constitutes 28% of annual trade movement between U.S. and Canada. Slash the tires, empty gas tanks, arrest the drivers, move the trucks. Trust me, I will not run out of ways to make this hurt. Cancel their insurance, suspend their driver's license, prohibit any future regulatory certification for truckers, etc. Have we learned nothing? These things fester when there are no consequences. Meanwhile, give out free crack pipes. Meanwhile, import illegal immigrants with felonies. Secretly fly them around the country on private jets and make the taxpayer pay for it. Bail out or have the sentences cut of an arsonist who killed a father of five because his feelings are legitimate about government. Let Black Lives Matter Incorporated kill cops. She's the party. Her hatred of the truckers who simply can't breathe. There are, like, the, the, the Floyd riots we mentioned. Do you know how many people couldn't breathe so they killed themselves? Because suddenly the financial future they created for they and their families was gone, had been stolen by government. That woman is media and academia, and the deep state. All three. That's her opinion. Oh, but there's no deep state. There's no deep state. To the media. The, in Florida, they passed a bill to not teach kids to go have, have sex, gay or otherwise. They don't want sex being taught in the schools. They don't want, and forgive my language, I'm just being specific. They don't want kids taught how to fist one another. Do you know what fisting is? They don't want kids taught that. So right on command, the Mockingbird Media, which is part of the party, went with the following talking point, CBS News. For CBS News, I'm Grim Milestone. A Florida Senate committee has passed a don't say gay bill that would bear uh, that would bar LGBTQ discussion. For the BBC, I'm Grim Milestone's cousin, Grimma Milestona. Don't say gay, Biden denounces a hateful new Florida bill. On CNN, I'm Grim Milestone. Absolutely is what Pete Buttigieg says on whether the don't gay say bill, don't say gay bill is dangerous. For NBC News, I'm Lester Holt. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signals support for the don't say gay bill. Hi, I'm Christopher with the Daily Beast. Florida's don't say gay bill is as vicious as it sounds on NPR. This weekend, a focus on Florida. The don't say gay bill has advanced in Florida's legislature. Here's what it would do. Boom, 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 boom. ABC News, George Stephanopoulos. Uh, George isn't here. Uh, this is Bill Clinton. Uh, the White House has advanced uh, a don't say gay bill as, as Florida moves forward with legislation. I've always liked gay men because they leave all the hotties for me. I'm Bill Clinton. Right on, right on command. 
The party is Big Pharma. What does Big Pharma like? Trans and kids. What does the media like? Trans and kids. What does academia like? Trans and kids. What does tech like? Trans and kids. What does the deep state like? Transing everybody. The media, academia, tech, big pharma, deep state. Oh, more media? Sure. The NFL, this is a great picture. Sometimes Zach, Zach Dorsey's hate machine is just great. This is from the NFL gave out their awards. NFL honors on ABC right now. This is a woman, uh, Julie Hamill. She's a lawyer on, on Twitter. NFL honors on, on ABC right now. The children of the Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles are there. Yeah, there's the kids. They're from the Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles, and they're playing in this big event on the team. Oh, wait. Huh. As it notes here in the tweet, the children of the Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles are masked while the adults celebrate mask-free. It's further theater from the media. And we wrap it all up with two comparisons before we get to a music review and the statement about things that God put into our hearts because God put things into our hearts universally. I'm going to prove it with the Almond Brothers. I will prove the existence of God with the Almond Brothers. Here's a number for you. 36 billion, 800 million. That's how much Pfizer reported in COVID injection sales in 2021, making it the top selling pharmaceutical product ever in a single year. Ha! Top selling. Selling? All they did was buy politicians and the media and tech and academia. By the way, what financial risk does Pfizer face with this? None. Who paid to promote it? You did. Who were the test subjects? Your kids. Who are the Republicans screaming from the rooftop, give us our money back, you filthy, deadly liars? None. Because it's the party. It's not red versus blue. It's the party. Let's compare. 36 billion bucks for the criminals at Pfizer. You bet they're celebrating. That's why the Moderna CEO went out and sold 400 million in stock right before he deleted his Twitter account, according to Alex Berenson. This is a government school in Las Vegas. The little kids have been informed they no longer have to wear ridiculous, smelly, disease-ridden face diapers. Starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore! kids are dancing, literally jumping him down. This little boy can't control himself. He's kicking his legs all over the place. Little girl, little girl jumped up on the desk. Little girl jumped on the desk. Well, your kids get to see faces. Pfizer's CEO gets to buy 16 new islands. 
the party. I proved my point. It's well known that I believe that God leaves his signature in things. There's no reason on earth from an evolutionary basis for you to look at a puppy and go, that's so cute. And yet you do. There's no reason on earth for you to pick up a little puppy and even like the puppy breath. And yet somehow we like puppy breath. You can say there's an evolutionary reason for us to think our kids are cute and to love our kids. It's to perpetuate the species. But really? Other people's kids? How about old people? How is it that when we see elderly people, we can get a softness in our heart? We were at an event at a, at a local church, a church called The Altar, um, with some dear friends of ours. And the pastor there, Pastor Remington, decided to um, honor the, the widows. And they shared their wisdom with us. They got on the microphones. And the entire room just focused on these women. There's no evolutionary basis for that. Why, why, why would we care about the survival of these women? They're, they're, they can't hunt. They can't fish, defend us. Well, I guess they can teach us. And yet my heart beats looking at them with just love. There's no reason for that from an evolutionary basis. You could say, well, maybe it's just the instinct overrun. Okay. What about just the simple beauty? Today I went on, um, I, I, it's turned into a ritual for me, this place I go hiking. And today during that hike, my dog simply ran into the water. I asked her, you want to swim? And she loves swimming even on a coldish day. She went into the water and she sat down and she looked at me. And I looked up on the hiking trail and there were people taking pictures of her. Why? It's food in water. From an evolutionary perspective, a dog is food or warmth. Now they are taking her picture because she's swimming on a cold day. Maybe they intended to turn me into PETA. Maybe they're from Washington State. But where I really see this is in music. I've said this a hundred times if I've said it once. God signs his work. I got to discovering the Almond Brothers late. Because I'm not a fan of Boogie Woogie. And there's a lot of Almond Brothers songs that are pretty Boogie Woogie. And I don't know whether they knew the Lord or lot or they'd still do. I don't know. I'm talking about the code that God leaves in us. That a song like this, that I don't know the sincerity of it. I don't know if the guy actually means any of this. I know that when I listen to the song and I, I simply open my heart... I need to know who he's singing about. And I could name the chord structure. I'm sitting here listening. He's playing an open E. So it's, it's not open tuning. It's just an open E going up and down the, the, uh, the, uh, the guitar here. The other guitar joins in. It's this bright sounding acoustic guitar. It's the simplest of stories. It's just a love story. But how is it that this just touches me? And I'm going to bet it touches you. Okay, there's the voice. The Almond Brothers, both of them are blessed with these incredible voices. Where'd that come from? By the way, what is appealing about a voice? Why are certain voices so appealing to us? Is it the tenor? Is it the tone? Is it the shape of the voice? What exactly is it? 
okay, so they can sing on key. Well, a lot of people can. There's a whole bunch of people who can sing on key. In fact, there's people who have perfect pitch and yet their voices are not appealing. You ever really listen to the band Oasis? Loam, or, um, Neam and, uh, and uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher? Noel actually sings better than Liam. Noel can actually sing on key. They have to tone shift Liam, but Liam's voice is more appealing. Do you ever listen to a young John Mellencamp? I mean, he sings on key now, but not back then, but there was something appealing about his voice. What is that? I think God signs his work. I think there's things that we don't understand. We understand the math of music. It's, it's easily definable mathematically. This song is as predictable as any in music theory. You know exactly how it's going to resolve. You in your mind, when he's going to say Melissa, you know what chord, even if you don't know the chord. Those of us who even know a little bit about music know, hey, he's going to go back to the one here. And we want it. The one, the four, the five, our bodies want it. Our minds want it. We crave it. And this is a beautiful song. And I really do wonder, is there a Melissa? Just tell people the Almond Brothers I could ask. Was she really sweet? absolutely wedded to our existence as human beings. And again, I've said this a thousand times if I've said it once. The math of music is, that's, that lasts is the very similar to the math of paintings that last, which is very similar to the math of sculptures that last, which is very similar to the chemical mineral makeup of our blood, which is very similar to the makeup of the ocean's waters, which, by the way, is mathematically very similar. The golden ratio to the cross of Christ. I tell you, God signs this work. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and yes, do. Be right with God.